Okay, we go straight into it and uh, we go uh, to uh, Jamie Bourne, who's been kind enough to speak to us again here in South Africa. We really appreciate it. Founder of Punch Perfect Boxing and he was in Vegas for this fight. Jamie, good evening from us. Thanks again for giving us some of your time here in South Africa. Thank you for having me back on today, sir. It's always good to speak to you. Thanks, uh, Jamie. How was the atmosphere, firstly, on Cinco de Mayo weekend? Oh, it was incredible. Um, here in the UK, we experience a lot of good atmospheres in the in the soccer or the football. But yeah, my goodness, the Mexican fans certainly brung it and uh, kind of got to see the life sort of drain out of them, really, as round by round went on. I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, it was a, it's a very strange atmosphere. Yeah, no, they did go silent uh, during that fight. But let's start maybe with the winner, Bivol. Maybe most people didn't give Bivol a chance before the fight. Were you Were you one of those or did you think you could pull it off? To be honest, I think it's more a case of, you know, Canelo Alvarez is the, the hottest commodity in the sport. And we've seen with the Golovkin fights in the past that perhaps you have to go a little bit beyond the means of, you know, winning enough rounds to win a fight. You probably have to completely dominate to get a decision against Canelo. So unless you can knock him out, there's sort of been this notion that you really need to win almost every round to beat him. And Bivol went out there and done that. We all knew how good he was. A lot of us felt he could cause some problems, but getting the decision in Vegas, Cinco de Mayo weekend against the biggest name in boxing, it just seems like you have to do more than just outbox Canelo. But ultimately, he did. I thought he won, you know, nine or ten rounds of the fight pretty convincingly. So, yeah, a really good fight, and perhaps a lot of us did underestimate his chances. And and why do you think he was so underestimated, considering that he was unbeaten in 19 fights before that? He was also the champion. I think because... Over the last couple of years, perhaps he hasn't quite taken that step that a fighter of his ability should have taken. He's kind of gone from being a world-level guy to an elite guy overnight. But ultimately, we needed to see him in with a Canelo to know really what his level was at because he's fought at a good level. He's beaten some world-level guys, but he's never quite taken that jump. And Canelo is obviously that jump that people have to take. And the last few fighters that Canelo has faced, the Caleb Plants, the Billy Joe Saunders, they've sort of been similar where they've boxed at world level. And then when they've needed to take that jump against Canelo, it's been too much. I think some of us perhaps thought that maybe Bivol had just been waiting a little bit too long for this opportunity, played it safe over the last couple of years. But my God, he, uh, he kind of rose and shone on, on Saturday night. Well, before the fight, all the talk was about Canelo. He quietly went about his business, uh, Bivol. And I guess understandably so, because like you're saying, Canelo is the star. But what was interesting was that Bivol also walked into the ring first, even though he, he was the champion. Is that odd? Did that surprise you? Or is it because it was Canelo or is it normal? Uh, it's probably normal if you're the, the main attraction in the sport. Um yeah, it's kind of the, the guy that everyone's there to see kind of gets the, the, the choice. But ultimately, if you stay by what boxing's about, if you play things fair and you don't make it an A side and a B side, Dimitri Bivol should have, you know, ring walked second. And to be honest, I thought it was, you know, there's a lot of talk of what's going on in Russia and he wasn't allowed the Russian flag and the Russian national anthem. I think, you know, there's, there's an argument for that. But they said he was from India. Indio, California, that was where he was boxing out of, rather than mention that he's from Kyrgyzstan or, you know, his parents are Moldovan and Korean, you could have mentioned that instead, perhaps. I just felt like he, he really was viewed as an outsider there and being being in the arena, there wasn't a single cheer, there were all boos for him when he came into the arena, so I think it was pretty special the way he was able to, to silence that crowd. 
Yes, he was able to put all that behind him. I think he fought the perfect fight, has stuck to his game plan and strategy. What, what did you make of his game plan and just how he fought? What impressed you the most? Uh, the main thing for me, uh, I've always known Dimitri Bivol has immense skills and he has a skill set that is able to trouble Canelo. But the one thing for me that stood out above all else was the conviction of his performance. Mm. There were a lot of things he'd done in that fight, like specifically when he was on the ropes, when Canelo would look to attack, he'd catch the shot and then throw a counter left hook. Callum Smith, for example, is a fighter that fought Canelo a couple of, a couple of years ago. And that's his very best shot, the, count, uh, the catch counter left hook. But he wasn't able to do that because he didn't have the confidence. Every time Canelo got after him, he, he went defensive and he looked scared and he didn't fight like the bigger man. Whereas Dimitri Bivol did. He used every inch of his size. He was confident. He was aggressive. He wasn't scared to trade with Canelo. He wasn't scared to catch his shots on the arms and worry about what it would do later on. He just had a lot of confidence in his performance, which I think when you get in with a Canelo or an elite fighter, you often see people sort of shrivel up and freeze a little bit and the things they're good at, they don't necessarily do. Whereas Dimitri Bivol stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with Canelo when he needed to. And there were times in the fight where Canelo was tired and he pushed him back against the ropes and Canelo was just sort of trying to make him miss. And Dimitri Bivol wasn't just throwing and missing and trying to put him under pressure. He was taking his time, being patient, picking his moments. And it was just the confidence and the conviction and the authority that he boxed with that really has been lacking against Canelo. People are scared of him. Dimitri Bivol showed none of that, so that's what impressed me the most. And he was also very disciplined, eh? Because he didn't get caught up in the antiques or, or when, when Canelo was lowering his guard and basically saying that I'm not feeling your punches or even when he tried to lift him up. He was also not distracted by the crowd. He just stuck to his game plan, eh? Absolutely, and that's, that's kind of what I was alluding to. When he had him against the ropes and Canelo was sort of trying to invite him on, he was trying to get him to, to apply the pressure so he could make him miss and perhaps impress the judges and get the crowd going. Bivol was just sort of keeping on his toes, staying light, and just sort of waiting for his moments to throw. He didn't get carried away or, you know, get overexcited. He just relaxed and he really did. Being in the arena, I've got to experience it myself. He really did make the crowd almost stop believing in Canelo. And there were times where Canelo was having success and he wasn't getting a cheer like he was early on in the fight. He really did just quiet the crowd, quiet Canelo, and then was just able to box his fight. So it's obviously the biggest win of his career. Does it change his life now, um, Jamie? It definitely does. I mean, I don't know if you've sort of stayed up to date with his Instagram followers, but he went from like 140,000 to 400 and something thousand. So, I mean, his his image has obviously expanded ma massively. I'm sure he'll be celebrated home in Russia as well. But, you know, now the, the thing that it ultimately does is that it gives him all the cards in the deck when he goes to the negotiating table with Canelo for a rematch, if that does happen, or he goes out there to another fighter you know, he's able to say, I want this money. I want it to happen on these terms. You know, I ring walk second next time. He's earned the right for that now. So, yeah, it has changed his life because if he gets the Canelo rematch, I think he got about five million for the first fight. The second fight, he's going to get 10 or 15. He's really going to, you know, change his life from now on. And how has Russia reacted? Are they claiming him? Claiming the victory? I'm not really... Yeah, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I saw a video of him returning to the airport uh, this morning. And he was obviously met by his family that weren't allowed to travel to the fight. He was saying that his father and his his girlfriend weren't able to travel. So he was kind of met by right. them at the airport and they were celebrating. But uh, I'm sure I've saw, seen a couple of uh, some some articles that were translated that basically sort of celebrated him as a hero and going over to America and beating, you know, Mexican on American soil type thing. So, yeah, I think he I think they're going to be uh, celebrating it. 
Okay. Well, for those just joining us, we are talking to the founder of Punch Perfect Boxing. Do follow him on social media also. Uh, Jamie Bourne, who was in Vegas for the big fight between Canelo and Bivol, as Bivol defended his WBA light heavyweight title against the more fancied Canelo Alvarez. We've been talking about Bivol now. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and look at what this loss has done to Canelo and, and, and how, uh, and just look at his back at his performance uh, during this fight. You are welcome to send us your voice notes 061-4104-107 061-4104-107 DJ Krill is also in studio with us. We're going to talk to him after this interview but I think we also get his thoughts on a Canelo uh, while we are talking to Jamie Bond. Sport on on SAFM. Okay, we've got a few voice notes that have come through on 0614104107 as we talk to Jamie Bond about uh, Canelo and Bivol. Let's play them, Mark. Good afternoon, I mean, good evening, Tabiso and SAFM listeners. I think Bidwell proved his critics wrong as he outclassed his opponent. And I don't believe that the, the result would be that close because the writing was on the wall. Bidwell proved himself to be the best. I thank you. This is Pat Tola from East London. Evening, the member Tulane from Holland. Yeah, hey, I'm happy for people that he won. Now it was time for Canelo to lose a match so that he can maybe improve his technical strategy because now whenever he fights, it's like he's not going 100 on his games. Seventh round, fifth round, he wins. Yeah. Now it's it is time you found people who match his strength and pity him. I'm happy. Thanks. Okay, you happy the guy lost to Lani. That's not nice. Okay, let's go back to our guest. Jamie, um what about Canelo now? What went wrong in your opinion? Or was it a mistake to go up against someone bigger and taller than him and stronger than him? Yeah, I think the biggest mistake he made was expecting another Caleb Plant, expecting another Billy Joe Saunders. Um Ultimately, he underestimated the task at hand, and I think very quickly he learned that. Um, the additional weight is something I'm interested to see whether it did have an effect or not, because he did tire a lot more than he has done recently. One of the things Canelo has done so well in his recent fights is manage those rounds, manage his gas tank, and be quite efficient with his output. He never sort of just throws hell for leather and, and just sort of hopes and, and, and wishes he really does sort of control those rounds, control the pace. And he wasn't able to do that. And with the added weight, he looked more tired than we've seen him recently. So I do think that if he looked for a Bivol rematch, I mean, there's been talk of it as well. I think he'll try and make it a little bit more on his terms this time. I think 175 just proved a step too far. And if he wants to fight Bivol or the other champion, Baturbiev, I think ultimately he's going to come up short. Is it pushing it then if we question the vegan diet that he was on before the fight because he just didn't seem like the Canelo that we know? Yeah, there's an interesting interesting uh, kind of discussion that I've had with people as well. Uh, I kind of thought that perhaps he might put a little bit more blame on that. Um, but ultimately, I think he sort of alluded to the fact that probably the, the added muscle, perhaps not being as lean, perhaps focusing a little bit more on power rather than fitness could be, could be the main issue for him. Um, but like you said, it'll be interesting to see if he continues with that, that vegan lifestyle going into a potential rematch. And how big a dent will this be on his legacy then? Does it does it dent his legacy in any way? For me, it doesn't because 
ultimately, we all know Canelo Alvarez. I mean, he started his career down as a welterweight, obviously campaigned more as a champion at 154 than 116. He's become undisputed at 168. We all know he's not a light heavyweight. And the fact is, he moved up to 175. He dared to be great against an unbeaten, very talented champion in Dimitri Bivol. A loss doesn't take anything away from his legacy. It obviously doesn't enhance it because he didn't get the victory. But ultimately, he still dared to be great in a time where boxers are often criticised for not perhaps daring to be great enough. So ultimately, for me, I think it's not a knock against Canelo. It just doesn't enhance his legacy because obviously he came up short. And finally, what does it mean for Canelo Triple G? three the trilogy yeah obviously it throws that up in the air um but to be honest with you it depends how sort of canelo feels about the rematch because he may look at things and think do you know what 175 was a step too far dimitri bivol perhaps was a, a really tough task do away wait a little while let his career unfold a little bit maybe he takes some damage in future fights at light heavyweight and in the meantime the fact remains that the biggest fight for canelo alvarez out there is the third fight with Golovkin. It's the one with the most money. It's the one that will get the most eyes on it. I think potentially if you're looking for to get back to 168 and you're looking to, to sort of ease your way back in after a defeat, maybe let Dimitri Bivol unfold his career a little bit more. I think the Golovkin fight is still there and Golovkin ultimately doesn't want anything other than Canelo at this stage as well. So it throws it up in the air for September at least, but I do think that we'll probably still see them in a ring together one day. Okay, wonderful, Jamie. Let's leave it there. Thank you very much for speaking to us here in South Africa. We always appreciate your insight. By the way, you tipped Shakur Stevenson um, in his last fight. Did he live up to expectations for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, he won every round on my cards. You can maybe yeah. give Oscar Valdez one round, but yeah, he, he schooled him. So, yeah, not surprised. Okay, wonderful. Thanks, Jamie. All the best. Travel safely back to the UK. Thanks very much to so Take care. Thanks, Jamie Bond there, who was la- who was in Vegas for this fight, Cinco de Mayo weekend between Canelo and Bivel. Do follow him on social media at Boxio Bond. Uh, Jamie Bond is even has some videos there where he was ringside for this uh, for this for this fight.